All right, this week's episode is a real winner. So we were privileged to have on Haley Ross. Haley Ross is a long-term, was a long-term member of Rebuild before she moved to the UK. So Haley is part of the Strong Girl Collective and what their mission is to get school-aged teenagers lifting weights, performing in sport, just being a little bit more active, empowering, giving them safety and understanding and building their relationships up so they can live a little bit freer later on. So again, such an important task they've got at hand, but one they're doing extremely well. So I'm looking forward to you listening. Remember, today's podcast is brought to you by LSKD, a Brisbane-based clothing company that we believe aligns incredibly well with our brand. Yeah, their active wear is taken over as one of the highest quality outfits on the market. And as well as that, their casual wear is next to none. I personally lived in it while I was in the UK. It's smart, it's casual, and it's stylish. So what more could you want? So from active wear to casual wear, make sure you check them out. You will also receive 10% off at checkout by using the code REBUILD. And by using them, you are helping us grow this podcast. And everyone is a winner, including you, because you will look fantastic. Let's get into the show. I'm James Beatty. And I'm Sean Carroll. And welcome to the Rebuild Health and Fitness Podcast. <laughs> All right, and welcome back to the Rebuild Health and Fitness Podcast. Today we've got, I'd say, a special guest. Oh, Some would disagree, but... Special <laughs> I think it's special. So we have on Hayley Ross. She's here from the UK. Yeah, I suppose that is now, isn't it? How you doing? But she's been here a long time. She's an old member, a very old member. OG. One of the OGs. OG. Long before my time. Yeah, I think it was second second month of opening. <laughs> You joined. 2013. Start of it. When did you open? End of 2013. <laughs> so I think I think you yeah, you okay. would have come like January. 2014 then, was it? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And then. Been here ever since until you abandoned me. Yeah. Overseas. And then this boy joined us and then they're like, yeah. oh, I like that boy. And now the boys took it. No, no, no. The, the boy, boy came because I was here. <laughs> oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I dragged him. And then you, you took him fit. away. <laughs> yeah. And then you took him away and we lost two members. So. You're welcome. Skint now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Haley. before we get into a bit about yourself, tell us, are you obviously starting something with a few girls in the UK called the Strong Girl Collective? Strong Girl Squad. Strong Girl Squad. Thank you. All right. Maybe we should change the name. Collective sounds pretty cool. <laughs> Strong Girl Squad. Yes. So probably how it started. Okay. So there's Kristen, who is a owner and head coach at LN CrossFit, where I train in England. Um she had a teacher who also trains at Ellen come to her. Um, she had a couple of her students approach her at school. Um, they were wanting to get fit, wanting to get to exercise. They tried to go to their local 24-hour gym and were harassed to the point where safeguarding was called, which is must be a bit like child services. Mm. So pinned in a corner, males harassed them quite a bit um, and obviously – they weren't going to go back. Um, they asked their teacher, you train, how can we train in a safe way at home? Is there YouTube? Is there an Instagram we can follow? Blah, blah, blah. So the teacher saw red, obviously, as you would, and contacted Kristen and passed on that message. And Kristen's the kind of person, if you put a thought in her head, especially if someone's been wrong done by, mm. um, she steams and God help the person that stands in front of her. So she had a bit of a, oh, 
not a rant, a bit of a, a live Instagram, Facebook post and sort of said, that's it. We're packing up barbells. We're packing up weights. We're doing what we need to do. And we're going to go teach those girls how to lift mm. in your school. And um, I suppose I saw that and was like, it hit a nerve. It hit a nerve with a lot of people. Um you know, whether you weren't exactly the most athletic girl in school or your parents and your daughter, you want them to engage in sport. So off we went. We loaded up two cars with all the barbells and all the weights we could and we went to a school and taught back-to-back classes, um, running about half an hour to an hour mm. and te- taught these girls how to lift, just deadlift. So intro to weightlifting and, yeah, it all sort of spiralled from there. Just circling back to the beginning. <laughs> that was a bit of a rant. No, no, no. no that good. was awesome. That was awesome. But just obviously the girls went to just a regular gym to try and just, work out. Yeah, I suppose like your 24-hour sort of maybe like a PCYC yeah. style. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they were harassed just by men. Just by males in, in the gym. Yeah. Like Do young I, males or older males? Uh, y- older than them. These girls yeah. were 14 years old. Fuck. So older than them, but not yeah. old. Yeah. I suppose that's the stuff that you don't ever have to deal with as a 14, 15 year old boy. No. In a gym. No. You're just no. worried about looking weak, but you're never worried about that. You're never yeah. worried about in that. Yeah. You know? And I suppose even as someone my age, I wouldn't have even thought of that. Like, you know, mm. sending a kid to a gym and worrying about them being harassed. You know, you might feel uncomfortable, you might feel a bit intimidated, but not to the point of safeguarding or sort of child services being called on. Yeah. Horrendous, really. A terrible. Fucking terrible. That is their first, we want to get active, we want to get fit, we want to try lift some weights. Yeah. Yep, let's do it. Let's go together and let's go to the gym. Okay, we're not going back. And yeah. such an important age to start. Lifting weights, you know what I mean? It From is. like a teenage Hormone or start at balance, least exercising. Everything, mental health, physical, all of it, isn't it? Yeah. It been such a, you know, they all would have been feeling so empowered, so good about like them going to try this yeah. new thing and have such a fucking negative, yeah. negative it, experience would have been terrible. I suppose you could understand where we live in the UK, it's very spread out. So there aren't a lot of options. So mm. for the girls to actually, this is probably all they had in terms mm. of a gym that has weights or any sort of thing for them. Um, so they've given that a crack and it's negative. It's definitely different to Australia, right, in terms of uh, how many gym gyms there are. Gym on every corner many, here. Yeah. Yeah, whether it's, you know, a 24-hour PCYC. And a lot of kids play sport here. It's definitely a, a more driven thing. Environmentally. Sport from school and things. Definitely. Kids, but like most females that I remember hate PE. They well, hate sport. They this ha- is they all don't part it. of it. They found like obviously girls that age are disengaged in sport to start with. It, you know, you do have your girls that love it, but majority of them don't. Then post COVID, the stats in the UK of girls actually going back to team sports was horrendous, mm. like um, absolutely terrible. So now there are a few government programs funded, Active Lincolnshire, who we've sort of been partnering up with. Um, and just finding out different routes of how to get into schools, how to get girls engaged. They're trying to now encourage it and they're acknowledging that the PE curriculum that has always been, that was established in like the 1950s for boys, girls don't want to do. Boys hardly want to do it. Girls don't want to just play netball. They don't just want to play soccer. They don't want to try cricket and do a bit of athletics. It it doesn't speak to the broader interests of girls. Mm. There's something at the moment because obviously the Euros are on. Yeah, for females in England. Sevens no, and, and no. England have just made the final yeah, okay. against Germany for the Euros, which is an absolute massive achievement. For yeah. England. like they just beat Sweden four 0 
but there's a big like uproar of it for females to play sport. Usually it happens, you know, in England when the World Cup in 2003, there's usually a massive up yeah. bringing up people wanting to wanting play. To, yeah. So they're getting a lot more females now. That, But there has to be like, there has to be a massive push from the governing bodies now to be like, get as many playing football should be as easy for females as it is for males yeah just like every single sport like everything this is what we're finding with weightlifting like you guys know you you do the rugby boys here you train the rugby boys I know when I was in school the rugby boys you know they were taken into a weight room at lunchtime and shown how to use weights safely and blah blah there wasn't anything for the girls like I know myself like I played a bit of netball in school but then I got to that awkward 14 year old stage and I just stopped playing sport completely because I'm probably like, oh, I'm shit at everything. So I don't want to be embarrassed and be shit in front of everyone. Well, where do you go? I remember playing sport with females up to a certain age, but as soon as high school hit, they had to go and find something else to do or yeah. find another team, mm. but there was no teams for them to go into. Yeah. So then, then what are they supposed to do? What do you do, do then? Where do they go? Yeah. Yeah. So most of them just stop. Yeah. That's it. And when 100%. you're not exercising or not into health and fitness, then you're never going to be at well, it just gets harder. The older you get, it's harder and harder. I know, like, bloody hell, look at the size I was by the time I walked in here. Mm. It was terrible. So if you'd engaged at a younger age, you could have saved all those hard years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what, go on. Oh, was, what was it like in that in that first session you ran for those girls? Uh, what was it probably like, you know, for you it was transitioning ama- well, to the coach? yeah, that's it. But it was amazing. Like, you walk into a room – so we had back to back on the first day. Um, I think there were forty five minute classes. There was myself, Kristen, and Claire. Um, we dragged all the equipment in. The girls were so nervous walking in. You know, we had um, groups of twenty girls, roughly, and they were just nervous. They hid behind each other. They, mm. you know, they wouldn't make eye contact. It was that sort of stuff. And but by the end of it, they were high fiving each other. There was no, I'm friends with this person. This is our cool group or not so cool mm. group. Everyone was high-fiving, getting amongst it. And, you know, it turns from that, I can't do that, I'm not going to do that, to the, I did that, I can do Mm. that, I want to do more of that. Um, And then they were just all so pumped up. And then we did that back-to-back all day. And then the only problem was you give them a taste and these girls are like, we love this, we loved lifting weights, that was empowering, we feel strong, that's great. Now what? And it was like, well, sorry, that's all we kind of had planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we sort of – from that, we had a few different schools. We've done like a girls' leadership program. We did a um, a demo at the university for PE teachers. So this was a collective group of PE teachers that are wanting to sort of – they understand that PE is not relevant anymore. Let's try and change it. Because I don't know if it's the same here, but some schools there don't actually even offer PE because really? their feeder universities don't care for it. That's not one of their subjects that they care for. So they don't even offer it. Anyway, mind I mean, off subject, not there. Off subject. But uh, then it was, yeah, it was mental, isn't Look, it? They definitely have changed the curriculum here. Like as you have like phys rec as like a non-ATAR subject where mm. it was just like you go play sport for whatever. And then it used to be physical education, which yeah. was like OP or ATAR approved. Yeah, okay. But it used to be like you used to do like two prac sessions a week, one theory. Yeah. But then they've, they've changed it to – Two, two theory, like one practice. One practice. So the ma- majority of sp- the sporting subject is now theory-based. Yeah, there's no practical really in it at all. How are people not seeing? The issue. A massive issue, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And this is like, that's why it was good to see all these um, PE teachers that are coming up through the ranks wanting to change it. Um, but anyway, we offered the girls this one day and then it was like, 
they wanted to know how do we do more? How do we sign up? And we couldn't really give them an answer. All we could do was say, you know, it took that one teacher that cared enough to try and get us in there um, because that's the hard part. It's navigating the systems to actually mm. be able to get your foot in the door and get in the schools. It's hard with schools. Lots it of is, hoops to jump through. It is. Um, so we've been lucky that it's sort of spiralled in terms of, you know, you speak to this person who knows this person who can put you in contact with this person. So it's kind of just gone – and to be honest, it's all from – started from the gym community like you might have teachers you might have lecturers Mm. that have helped us get through the system um so now we're developing a program that will be term-based um so that eight week sort of block that the kids are in term um we've got roughly eight schools a football club and i think that's about it eight there's a few schools and a football club that are, are wanting us to get in the door and get these programs rolling through it Starting the new year. So, yeah, it's all sort of spiralled from... Look at you go. I know. <laughs> you well, what? you know, I've got to say, well, you know when you sort of, you meet a person and you're like, fuck, this person's like a bullet gate. They're going to make something happen. They're going to, they're not just going to go to a school. Kristen's this kind of person that you actually believe in them. You believe they want the best for the kids and they see some sort of vision and you just want to kind of be a part of that. Mm. I suppose coming from my background of not being a fit kid and now I've got, you know, my son's sort of getting that bit older and you don't want your kids to kind of follow that same step and just seeing the difference in these girls from start of the day to end of the day is just amazing and you kind of wish that you had that something. Like I wish I found weightlifting a hell of a lot earlier. That's the cool thing about, I guess strength training or weightlifting is yeah. like it is an equalizer because no matter if you identify as with the cool group or the not, not cool so group. cool group, like you're not the fittest person in the room, exactly. it does not bloody matter. Yes, like you can be you can be in the cool group, but the weakest in the room, and then the underdog can be over there lifting, and everyone can see and appreciate that because yeah. they're all sort of try, trying the same thing. Like yep. it's very yeah, it's yeah. very empowering. It is, and you can even see that on the level of these girls. Um, in the short time that you're with them, like an hour block, you can see that straight away. You know, they come in so timid and you've got the cool kids sometimes and they're not cool kids and they're just – it's on equal playing level and yeah. they are just doing amazing and getting amongst it. And then by the end, as you say, it's like high-fiving everyone. Everyone's on the same plane. Especially – again, I've been gone from school a long time. but mm, It's been a while. You know, you can still stereotype in school like we've done, I own a – quotation marks, the cooler kids, yeah. you know – the heavier set kids usually are want, you know, they don't mm. usually participate in sports so yep. much, right? But if you give someone anyway a barbell mm. and then strength is a different beast altogether, right? You find your thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You yep. find your... Your power outlet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right? This is what... You, it's saying, I like, you know, quite passionate about... There's a sport for everyone. There is, and you just got to find it. And I think this is what comes back to the PE now is it's still so revolving around ball sports, well, it is in the UK anyway, that it's not actually opening up to all these different sports and different ways the kids can get active now. Um, so, like, they had a an old-school PE teacher that was at the university who did a quick le- lecture and sort of an intro, and um, he sat that he was what you're – you know, he had the polo shirt, he had the track pants that were like sort of tied up under his bloody yeah. nipples what? and he looked at it and it was amazing and he acknowledged that when he was actually teaching, oh, whether it was the 70s or 80s or something, like he was butt old, that, <laughs> yeah. that like he missed it. He missed it. He missed the point because he there was a kid he admitted that he hated. 
He did not like him. The kid did not like him. He did not like the kid. He'd never participate. He'd never do climb the rope or do the ball sports. And then he didn't realize till years later that kid was an epic speed skater. Yeah, right. Like mm. absolutely epic. And he could not relate to him because yeah. he did not fall into the world of PE that it was at that time. Yeah. Well, that's it. Like team team sports are great. They're but fantastic. Some, some people don't love team sports no. or won't get the opportunity to thrive in an environment unless great. they're tested yeah, by themselves. 100%. That's it. So we all know like there's my son plays rugby and he absolutely loves it, but it's pretty damn uncoordinated too. So, <laughs> is there, there's, what is it like? This is it like the swimmer's body analogy? Well, yeah, like, yeah. broad you know, shoulders. Like your sport. Yeah. You know, your sport picks you. Yeah. You don't necessarily pick your sport. You know, if I'm six foot ten, yeah, quite you're lanky, basketball. I'm probably going to play basketball. Yeah. I'm going to play in the second row, right? Yeah. But I wasn't. I was five foot eight and quite five foot nine, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, quite small. So I'm going to play certain positions. I was going to play scrum half. I was going to play on the wing. So. Never going to be a prop. <laughs> I was never going to be a prop. Yeah. Why do you, coming from your background, which we'll get into a little bit, why do you think, again, it's going so much, why do you think it's so important? Like, why is it so important? Because we know girls don't, uh, well, we've been targeting just the girls because we know they will not engage as soon as boys are in the room. Yeah. They won't. They just won't, especially that age. We even had where a couple of fellas were like, oh, what are you doing in here? And they'd knock on the door and pick their eyes. The girls just straight away, other side of the room, like those boys have cooties or something, straight away at that age. Um, so they need to. They need to know they can. They need to be empowered. There needs to be more than their selfies on Instagram. And, um, yeah, just get them active. Get them active. Whether it's they – we don't care. If they fall in love with picking up the barbell and doing some weightlifting, amazing. But if that also gives them the confidence to then go try a different sport – then that's fantastic too. Did you find when you were doing your, like running the classes that you guys needed to, I know, I get, give a bit of social proof that you can lift? Yeah, we did. They'd all be like, I've seen this thing where you like, the bar goes here and then it goes overhead. So like a split jerk and clean, clean split jerk. And you're like, yeah, okay. Then you quickly do one and they're like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Um, and by no means am I that great at it. But <laughs> Pretty but, good. you know, Pretty it, good. It, it like it just ramps them up that, you know, they're going to see you doing it and they want to do it. So mm. most of the times the girls were incredibly engaged and eager to learn, which surprised us, to be honest. We thought we'd have quite a few girls that are not, not doing it, not doing it. We're here by force. But yeah, no, they weren't at all. They were really eager to give it a crack. Yeah, and it's nice to see girls. I'm not sure of the, the size or the shape or whatever. All sorts. That's what I mean. And that's of. the important, yeah. right, to someone that's like representation from – yeah. From each area. And I yeah. think that's really important. A hundred percent. You had these tiny little girls that, you know, they blow, a wind would blow them away. And then you had the girls that were a bit, you know, heavier, um, which I could have definitely related to in school, that were hesitant to sort of be at the front of the room or be sort of put on show. But safety by numbers, put them in pairs and off they go. And yeah, it was great. But that's because you can empathise with them though and have yeah. a little bit more compassion I, and understanding, so. right? Where sometimes, say, if we went into a, you know, a school like that, we think that we could relate to people. We think we could get it, but we couldn't necessarily. We're two yeah. fairly yeah, fit blokes that have been fit most of their life. I think like, and that's also been the female. And that's always said, if you consider, like we'd always say at the start, like if you consider yourself not to be athletic, sporty person, you're our people. That's what we want. We want you here. We want you to give this a go. Um, Cause we definitely were not in school. Like even post school took me, what was I? 21, 22 to actually give sport a go from the age of 13, 14. Yeah. I think it's so important. We did a podcast a while ago about 
why kids should play sport. Mm. You can take it a step further and be why should females play sport. And we yeah. talk, we talk about the the wonderful thing I believe that like CrossFit has done on the female body. Strong is beautiful. Yeah, it's, yeah, and it and it is really because again, it, one thing you know there was the old like. Um, Kate Moss habits where it's like yeah. skinny is sexy and, yeah. all, and all these yeah. things and they're the things that are drilled no, down it's in like, you. what are they doing be a, be a Dota not a Kardashian sort of thing like yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you see those memes pop up every now and then but no I think in, in, that we are all different shapes and sizes and embrace what that is and find the sport that suits you that yeah. you love and enjoy doing yeah and again from a strength standpoint I think once you're working out even from a subjective standpoint, you start to view your body as a bit of a different tool, not just like you don't you objectify do. it as much you because of what it's capable of. Definitely. Like, obviously, I've got thighs like tree stumps, but once upon a time, you sort of hate them so much, but now it's I appreciate them. They're strong. They're what allows me to lift like I do. And yeah. your body is not necessarily something that you see all the negatives um, it's now something you can see all the positives of this is strong. This is amazing that I can do this. And you want to push those limits, don't you? Yeah. See what it is capable of. It's like the, the, the mental side of things as well. Like we spoke about the importance of having a level of adversity in your life to, I guess, grow and develop grow. as a human. Like if you've never lifted a weight before or never done anything challenging before, like and, and a lot of kids are brought up this way. They've never been faced with any sort of challenge. And there's that old saying that, you know, Soft, soft time or easy times lead to soft men yeah. or women, and hard times definitely, lead especially to strong kids men. now. Yeah, yeah. Like they, you know, that that weightlifting seminar can be their essentially their first introduction and how to deal with things that are hard and eventually definitely. chip away until things get a little bit easier. Definitely. Like, um, I, I'm not there at the moment. But obviously, I'm here, but they're running a half program. So for two weeks, they've got children that are on school meals program. Yep. Um, so they might just be in a demographic that need a bit of extra funding, yep. um, you know, ensures that they get a hot meal each day. There has to be physical activity, a hot meal and an enrichment activity. Um, so Ellen, Kristen, Strong Girls Squad is running that um, to groups of girls. Um, we managed to get through there and get all the paperwork and jump through the hoops and wait and do all the things they wanted. Um, so groups of girls, I think they've had between 17, maybe 20 a day, um, are going to the gym at Ellen for one week and then they go to a school that's a little bit away so that you're broadening the demographic to that area um, and you're serving those kids. And they are, they're doing a physical activity, um, obviously training, whether it be weightlifting or a bit of CrossFit. Mm. Uh, they've got paramedics coming in that are showing them, you know, how to do CPR, have a look in the back of an ambulance, teaching the girls how to change a tire, how to check the water and oil in your car. Yeah. Just all these basic things. And each day, they get to take something they want and something they need. So once again, the the community at LN CrossFit who are sort of backing Strong Girl Squad are fucking amazing. They are what helped us uh, raise the money to buy the barbells, buy the weights, buy the collars, get this fuel in the car to get to these schools. Mm. Um, I think it was something mental like within 24 to 48 hours, it was like over 2,000 pounds raised. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, anyone donated – Everyone donated money and items, whether it be shoes, clothing, uh, money to buy basic sanitary items that the girls don't have, a uh, bit of perfumes, a bit of personal items. And they take one thing each day that they want and one thing they need. And it just gives a safe environment for the girls. Mm. Each day their parents know where they're going and what they're yeah. doing. Yeah. And again, it just gives them something, right? 100%. It's easy to sit from like a nice privileged position. Yeah. But especially in the UK and I'm not taking away from Australia, but the UK. 
There's like so many people that are having to eat out of food banks and it things at the moment. It is surprising. I wasn't quite aware before we went there of just what it's quite like. Yeah, and it's only getting worse. Yeah, yeah, so To have something that they can go into every day and feel a part of something is... I think that's it too. They connect like they don't... These girls don't know each other before they walk into that room. So that's quite mm-hmm. terrifying in itself. Um, but they're making friendships. They're apparently doing amazing. They're engaging once again. They're... They're doing a bit of sport, they're having their meal, they're doing these activities and they're wanting to come back for more and their parents know that they're somewhere safe. They're looked after, they're in good hands, they can, yeah, just come back day in and day out and it's a massive thing for these kids. It's huge. I think it's amazing what you're doing. I think it's truly remarkable. Let's get into some of the things about why it's important for yourself, right? Personally. We've obviously, Yeah, we've known you for a long yeah. time. Yeah. So, you know, tell us a little bit more about your background and sort of where you yeah. come from and then sort of how you got into okay, – Take so us back nine bit. years. Take us back nine years. Okay, so I came here in what we figured was roughly 2014. Prior to that, I was – Good check. Find Did you just call me a jerk? Oh. <laughs> I said I'm going to check. <laughs> but I have called you that many, yeah. many a time. Um, I, prior to that, I was – I'd have to be morbidly obese. Obese at the best. James made me promise not to say anything. <laughs> you were fat. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was, I was struggling. Um, I sort of. Were you just Harry was? I just had he Harry. Was still, he was. He, he was not even. Was he a year old? Oh, no, nah, no, nah, pretty young. He was young. He was young. Diapers. Yeah, like. yeah. So, so how old are you when you had Harry? I was twenty-one when I had Harry. Yeah, so, so I was young, and um, prior to that, just unhealthy lifestyle. Didn't exercise at all. Um, uh, my eating habits were fish and chips every Friday night, you know, that sort of style. And I needed something for myself. You get that light bulb moment where you're like, if I keep going down this road, I'm not going to be there for my child. I can't even run after him when he starts to run. Um, so yeah, I follow. I did a boot camp, which I think was a good way to ease into it, build a bit of confidence. And then I finally walked through your doors after another member of yours sort of came here. Um, and I fell in love with it. Absolutely fell in love with it. I think as you said, it doesn't matter what size you are, big, small, anything in between, that you kind of finally find your place that you can train. And um, I remember the first time I had to run, I physically cried. Like I actually cried. And um, But it was all uphill from there and just – that sort of gave me the passion for the lifting and the CrossFit and I've been here ever since until I went to the UK. Forced to leave. Forced to leave, much to your disgust. Um, but I think that's why this Strong Girl squad sort of hit a nerve because it was those girls that don't do sport and that was me. Come from high school, I didn't do it because I felt so conscious of being overweight doing it um, that I wasn't sort of good enough but – and uh, now I am onboarding as a coach at Ellen. We're running this um, Strong Girls squad as far and wide as we can to anyone. Yep. Uh, that will take us pretty much to this point. And I've just finished my PN nutrition certification, level one. So, nice. And cool. you'll be a good coach because you've literally yeah. learned from the, the best. <laughs> the best. <laughs> the best <laughs> coaches imaginable. So, you know, you'll be fine. Yeah, like the learning but, as we go. Yeah, I don't think you can, I guess – uh, it's hard. It's I guess it's hard to come across in like an audio audio platform, but like the the level of ch- like consistent and 
I've spent hours in this gym. <laughs> yeah, like hours you put upon in so hours so much work, and again, nothing came easy for you because no, you it weren't didn't. like a oh, like you said you weren't like a fucking supernatural athlete. No, everything everything is like person. yeah, every everything you did was like <laughs> Say, what? brand new. It was like Hard brand new for you, and then it like was. now come in, you can go to any any gym in the world and. People be like, "Oh fuck, she knows what she's doing." Oh, to a degree, like I can hold my own. No, you know, elite but you'd athlete. Be, but you'd, it's, you'd be it's, f- it's fitter it's and stronger 100%. than ninety-seven percent of the population. I think this is something we need to remind ourselves sometime that you know you kind of go, "Oh, geez, I'm not as fast as I was or as strong as I was." But you walk and go to the school pickup and drop off and look at all the other people your age. You are a hell of a lot fitter, faster, stronger than them, and yeah. a lot better off yeah. position. So you do have to kind of remind that self, you know, put that back in there, but. No, it is. And we've spent a long time here, but because but, I loved it. You know, I loved every moment of training and putting in the hours and putting in the work. And but it's a journey, too, right? I mean, I've seen you, I've seen plenty of tears and things yeah, from, from, the, from the background, and you have to look after your nutrition and you have to make so many changes, which don't just happen straight away. Like people. It doesn't. And will, you expect it to. Yeah, well, that's it. Well, people, and I speak to new members about this, they'll see, go into a class and say they'll see Haley cycling a barbell quicker than it. You know, than anyone, and, and they'll go. Oh, God, I wish I would be like that. And yeah. it's like, it just took nine years to get to you. like yeah. all this is earned, and it's from the blood, hardships, and, and it's <laughs> from you know, strength doesn't discriminate. And I think that's the important bit. But I think that's the empowering bit. Yeah, it doesn't discriminate. No, it doesn't. You don't get strong by accident. And don't it get is in good hard shape to accept accident. that at the start that it takes bloody time. Like I can remember for a long time trying to outweigh, like out train the way I ate. And, you know, it took that probably took a good couple of years to acknowledge just for myself. Um, but it you want it all there and then and you assume everyone's that's walked in that gym has been that fit and that strong the moment they walked in that gym. Yeah. But it's not. It's been a long journey. Yeah, it has. And I think, you know, going to speak to these young girls, we speak about body image a lot on yeah. here and it's not the fact that we're trying to eradicate bad body image days because we're always going to have days. We all feel that. It's our ability to yeah. like – get past it and get back to it and maybe look in the mirror and just go, all right, I don't today's like a shit day. today's shit day. Yeah. You know, let, let's let go. That be, let let's be. get back on it. And it's so important, but unless you have these role models or people that have been there, it gets really difficult. It does. And I think that's a big thing with these girls is they are at that age where they're 14 and they, you know, they expect that their bodies should be a certain way, but to understand and appreciate that we're not all a certain way. And that if you're wanting to change it, it's hard work and it, takes a long time in the gym and it, yep. there's a lot we need to learn and we're still learning. Everyone's learning. But even around nutrition, obviously you've done your PN and you've done nutrition and things here. You know, it's so important. I've got young nieces. One of them's 14, I think. One of them's 12. Mm. And some of the stuff... The good, the bad. I've, I've heard yeah. them say from yeah. like the age of 12 is absolutely horrendous. It's surprising how young, like even having Harry, who's obviously a boy and he's 10 soon, but how conscious they are at such a young age. And like, I, I wouldn't say that I'm a conscious like person and voice it, but they're obviously picking it up, whether it be at school or just themselves, but they're so body image con- conscious at a young mm-hmm. age. Um, so all it takes is one kid, right? One kid to say something to someone else that gets a reaction yeah. and everyone else sort of picks up on it. Yeah. Or whether they, they see on bloody YouTube. That's yeah. Or whether they, like they might not fully comp, Comprehend, comprehend what, what it is, yeah. but it got a reaction, so they're yeah. gonna gonna repeat it, and it might not click till later down the line. But from then, like like the, those habits and how they react to certain situations are pretty well ingrained. Yeah, I listened to two comedians on a podcast the other day. They were talking about like 
I think we're trying to empower more people to be whoever they want. But there also is this differentiation line between because a lot of like, what's the, what are they called now, Kate? Are these like Gen Z? What are like teenagers called now? Yeah, there's Gen Z's, the younger. So that they're like, he's saying like when we were kids and 20 years old, we would be boozing and we'd be mm. doing everything. And that's still sort of the case, but everyone really wants to look a certain way, like body image in the way that yeah, they see because the of social stuff. media and things. Yeah. They reckon that's going to, it's actually getting worse. Oh, people hell. are trying to be in in better <laughs> shape. shape. They want to go to the gym. So you're getting a lot more younger people starting the gym yeah. earlier. Well, I think so. That's it too. Because you've got the rugby boys here and that's probably whether it be performance and aesthetically too. Um, they're quite young when they start. And that's always a discussion with people, isn't it? That, oh, are they, are you sure they're old enough to be lifting weights? And yeah. is yes, this safe? Yes, they are. As long yeah. as they're taught safely. Yeah. They are fine. Yeah, more than fine. Like yeah. there's literally the research is nil and void. Yeah. I mean your strength training starts literally the day you're born. You're gonna stand up and walk, aren't you? Well, you gotta lift your head first. Gravity. Yeah. You gotta <laughs> like that's that's yeah. what it is. Like your body is adapting to stresses of gravity. You yeah. have to get stronger and there's like you wanna be smashing people, do you know what I mean? But there's what yeah, very yeah, good. Yeah, there's a, there's yeah. a definitely a balanced line, yeah. but it's yeah. like like farm farm boy strength, like because they they're those yeah, kids are a working of for their environment. Yeah, yeah, they're working from such a young age, just carrying odd objects, just doing hay long distance, hay bales, yeah. hay bales, wrestling pigs. cows and stuff, wrestling pigs. But again, I think this is the important bit too. From what you're doing in terms, is this performance based center first, right? Because you can have good aesthetics, yeah, from MP. chasing performance. But if you chase the aesthetics, you'll never perform as well as what you want to be. Yeah, like performance always- and then aesthetics. It can't ever be aesthetics then performance. Yeah. The f- and it's a hard Complete one to navigate, isn't it? Like it's even yourself. Like I know in here you always want to perform the best you can, but then you're always like, oh, I just really would like that six pack or a few abs showing at least. But I thought, and again, this is just my opinion, just from making the mistake lots of times. Yeah. There's times where I've looked better, but everything else is worse. Yeah, yeah. Everything else is worse. performance has gone down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not yeah. as strong as what you can be, like your sex drive, your stress, everything, but you're like, oh, well, I've got, got abs, <laughs> got abs so this, yeah. is, this is fun. Take that box. You're just crying inside, but when you actually just start eating a little bit more, yeah, you might not have that shape. You're still in good shape. You're still in good shape and not that But defined. nine out of ten things are so much better. Yeah. You see it with our check-ins, don't you, all the mm. time. Send them ten questions. How's the energy? Great. How's the sleep? Great. How's food? Relationship with food? Great. How's Great. everything? Wait, shit. Yeah. It's like, what? Is it though? What? We've, so we've just done nine questions all super all positive. Amazing. And then your weight has stayed the same now or the week's ruined. Yeah. <laughs> like, Life is over. Yeah. That's what we always say the girls like, um, show muscles. On, no, yeah. Show muscles on the front, go muscles on the back. So, you know, the, the first thing I always wanted to know is about six packs and biceps and all those, yeah. you know, show us your biceps. But, you know, if you got that strong back muscles, your hamstrings and all that, we're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. you can have a six pack. That's cool. But that ain't going to do much in life. But the worrying thing too is that females <laughs> shouldn't really, most of them shouldn't have a six pack. Yeah. Yeah. Have, their hormones and everything. So their fat level needs to be probably the little bit, yeah. A little bit higher for Chasing their bodies those to fat percentage levels. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're like an elite sprinter or something. But again, that's but just the elite athlete. Thing, right? that's but those, the elite, those elite athletes quite often sacrifice their hormonal health because they don't know any better. They think that's, that's the way they've what, been trained. Yeah, it's yeah. just the way they've been trained. Yeah. And again, that that's changing a little, like changing Yeah, you've had a well. few podcasts of different um, sort of nutrition coaches, haven't you, that yeah, are yeah. wanting to change that. Well, it comes down to like an energy availability. Yeah. Like your body needs so much energy per kg fat-free mass or of mass. So you need to make sure that you're eating enough. And again, this is why I think CrossFitters, even though they are very shredded, 
They eat they're, performance. But they're built. Yeah. So they're building they muscles. Per- so they're not in the depth. They just expend so much. Much energy. Yeah. And you they know. eat for performance, like even just trying to get the protein in and stuff like that. We've find the girls there that, that no one has the knowledge. Yeah. No. They don't have the knowledge. So this is why we were oh, – I just actually saw a live stream yesterday with Kristen. Um, there's a yoga studio upstairs and they're trying to – that's now gone. So that's going to be sort of a strong girl squad awesome. um, headquarters or whatever you want to call cool. it. But hopefully if we can get some programs running in the afternoons after school programs, which it can teach the girls the nutrition value and it gives them a place to train, to study, to do whatever they need to do in yeah, a safe environment cool. once again. And not to fear food though. No, not okay. to be scared. It's not good. It's not bad. It's fuel. Yeah, you need to like you need to make yeah. sure you get protein. Carbohydrates are a wonderful thing if yeah, you want to be able uh, to perform yeah. at a high level, right? You, and you need to have carbohydrate intake. It doesn't always have to like again, it doesn't have to be put as cross as as fuel for them as well. Yeah. It can just be like sometimes food just tastes really good. Food is food. Food. Yeah, food is food. Yeah, it, food it's is food. it's social, it nourishes our yeah. body. Like it is it is everything. It doesn't have to be come from good, a place bad. of restriction yeah. or yeah, good or bad. Yeah. Simply. Yeah. Simply. And I think that was actually a good thing that PN put across is they um get rid of the good and the bad. See, mm. even as a person myself prior, I'm all Oh, it's it's, it's everyone. Hard. It's everyone, it yeah. Hard. It's tough. And their yeah. parents will be drilling that in though. A hundred percent. Don't I be in that? I still have to like pull myself up with Harry. Like, yeah. you know, don't eat that, you've already had something like that, you know. Yeah. You do. And it just it's an automatic response, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so trying to change that process of thought is quite a hard thing. And you can imagine like all the information that the girls getting from their parents, from their peers. Just give them the correct information. Yeah, and it it, it is worrying with teenagers and, mm. and food. It is a little bit worrying, you know, with disordered eating, most of it just comes from weight. They're worried about... What, how much they weigh, the scale. Yeah, well, everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. And then they start eating in ways that just don't align with them. But most of, you know, obesity and things like that comes from childhood trauma. Most eating disorders come from restriction of food, not mm. overconsumption of food. So if someone's a little more heavy set when they're a kid, Probably pretty good to go. They're yeah. probably doing, probably doing fine. Yeah, and again, people people are products of, of their environment, so it's 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 tough. You can hit hit the nail on the head with the kids and provide them all the right information. Information, yeah. but it has to again. It can be a great starting point to get the parents thinking differently as well. But to start you know, that conversation, to start the conversation yeah. because at a, at a younger mm. age, when the like they can't buy their own food, You're they can't prepare their own what's food. Put in front of you, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. again that you're giving those kids knowledge and perhaps the butterfly effect from that is their parents mm. change or when they become a little bit more self-sufficient, more they're able to make their own decisions yeah. more effectively. Or they can seek more information themselves. Like Otherwise, if you give them a little bit of taste of it, they might search for it themselves. And Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, they'll just continue doing what they've been taught. Exactly. Like you, you, you're providing an intervention to help provide habits that will change them for the long term, yeah. if not immediately. Well, that's it. If you can create those long-term habits, like with them being active and with them having at least even a conscious understanding of their nutrition, what they put in their mouth. Um, like I think that's what I missed at such a young age is that spiral effect. And then all of a sudden you're not engaging in sport, you're don't really give a crap what goes in your mouth mm. and you're 20 and it's like, oh yeah. shit, how'd I get here? Yeah. It's a knock-on effect down. Yeah. You know, your, your goal should be bigger than your lifetime. Yeah. You know, like you teach them girls and they're only 14, but one day the majority of them are going to be mothers. Yeah. And they're going to teach and they, their children. They teach them and, down and they find yeah. happiness down. I suppose that's what you're doing with Harry and then what we're doing with our kids and everyone that we have taught will then, will then teach. So, well, you know, I have you to teach say, them yeah. one, teach two and then so on. Very appreciative of the information we got when we were here. Like, I don't think you realize 
um, just the knowledge that you guys had and that you just freely passed on to us, that just in general conversation. No, we should charge way more. <laughs> I'm not good at compliments. Yeah. Well, it, it is a big thing because you get that information just on the backhand of conversations that you walk away with and you kind of don't realise that that's not everywhere until you're out of that environment. So it was, it's a great, it's a great start that got us sort of interested to then pursue the PN and have better knowledge ourselves. Yeah, it's amazing. I yeah. mean, yeah. to see some of our old members now, like yourself, you know, even Michelle that, you know, opens yeah, her own gym, like, no, you're gym doing down. your own thing. There's yeah. plenty of them that have had like well, a knock on effect to think this is fucking what I want to do. This, yeah. is, this is, this is cool. This but, is the industry. Yeah. yeah. Imagine having, if we had had this conversation like, nine years ago and be like, Hayley, you're going to be running classes for teenage girls in the UK. I'd be like, just let me get through this lesson today without (laughs) crying. (laughs) Inhaler. All right. (laughs) Last question. Why do you feel the need to pass it forward? Why not? We all need the information and it was passed on to me and I, Fucking needed it, so why not pass on to someone else? If one per, if you can speak to a room of people and one person takes something away, then you've achieved your goal. Um, that that's it. If you can just keep keep that line passing on, you guys kept it going, and I want to keep it going. Um, it meant a lot to me, and it helped me a hell of a lot. So keep helping people. Out of pure curiosity, now one last question: okay. What was your favourite memory, or anything that sticks out for you over the last nine years from being here? <laughs> Apart from slapping me. Apart from slapping you, that was a pretty good one. Uh, <laughs> For wearing a turtleneck, I don't own. Whatever. You don't own it. We'll have that conversation later again. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't need to. Oh, how do you pick one? Um, look, it's the... I suppose it's that lack of confidence in yourself that you can do something and then it's not only you, like the people around you, they fucking believe that you can do it and then you yourself achieve it. So... Oh, I'd like to see. I don't really know. I can't pick one. One of a thousand people. Yeah, that's yeah. a good thing. It's hard though. There's like it's been a really yeah positive experience. I don't think I can pick just one. Whether it's because I've been here so long, it's I've established such close friendships um, that like you guys know my son and I know your children. And it's just like a part of your everyday life. It's it's not just a I go to the gym and that's it. I go home. It's I've created relationships with all the members and. Um, whether we're out drinking and having fun or whether we're just cheering each other on in the in the gym. So Friday night lights are always good. You know what I do love? I do love Friday night lights when the kids are mental. I love it. Mm, I love looking around. around yeah. They've got no clothes on. You look back and they've just got shirts yeah. off. Sean does not. I love it. I love it. I love, it. I love, <laughs> I love, I love cleaning up their mess afterwards. It's great. Every, I every one of them is like, no food this time. Yeah. <laughs> like, we got food trucks. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that because it's not just me. It's my son. He's a part of it too. Mm. It's all of our kids are a part of it too. So well, he the was next the older, gener- older one for a while. Is. He was like, fucking Harry, don't let him fucking do <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> that went to his head. Yeah. So I'm pretty much like a coach. Yeah, that's it. So it's that we're part. Passing it on to the next generation again too. So it's exciting to see monkey do. Yeah, amazing. I mean, we're extremely proud of what you're doing. It's good to see that you're doing something in this. <laughs> doing something. Doing something in this in, in this <laughs> space. You know, it's what you're yeah. good at. Like I said, you can empathise with a lot of younger females that maybe feel like they haven't got their place. And I think yeah. sometimes we probably underestimate the importance of that of that role model. Yeah, I think even though just that female to female, that can sort of, and especially with the girls, um, female to female, they seem to really respond to it. Like I know guys can sympathise and you can guys can sort of relate to an extent. Yeah. 
but it's different. It's different. It is different, and at least we can acknowledge that and work with that. Um, and so far, it's going great guns. So let's just keep the ball rolling while it's hot. Keep killing it. Keep knocking on doors. Keep getting into every school. That's I mean, it. it's a program you'd want to see. Make as much noise as we can. Every single school. So is there an Instagram page? Uh, there is. It is. I gotta remember. Strong Girl Squad UK. It's not collective. It's not collective. There is no collective. Strong I have to be honest, Squad when I was doing UK. the research yesterday, I typed in Strong Girl Collective. I was like, can't find it anywhere. <laughs> it doesn't exist. She's full of shit. <laughs> I was looking, but we'll put it in the show notes. And again, just keep us up to date with anything you're doing. Incredibly important. Yeah. Like incredibly important. Yeah. Get that next generation rolling through the ranks. Yeah. I mean, we tend to get people a bit later and think that yeah. we right this can be the place where everything ends for them and they can start finding some freedom. But mate, imagine if you can do that fourteen, yeah, fifteen years age. old rather I wish than I had thirty that. years yeah. old. You know, yep. that's a big difference. Yeah. All right, Hayley. Thank yeah. you very much. It's Cheers. been an absolute pleasure. When we'll see you next, um, I'm not sure. No, I'll probably be in the gym next week. <laughs>
So we hope you enjoyed that throwback and you took plenty from it. So again, a big thank you from us and we will see you in a few weeks for season three.